and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Anna. And we're Entrepreneurs, a podcast by two gay idiots uh, operating and running their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. Welcome back, everybody. Guess what? We are welcome having back. our midlife crisis. And by that, we mean it is our 50th episode. Such a milestone. So excited for this. Such a milestone. Yeah. um, So this is also the season finale of season five, right? This is season five. How did we, it's like, did we plan it like that? No. No, we're just intuitive business owners and uh, Uh that's just how it happened. So Yeah, it was all, yeah, it was just, it all just divinely happened. Yeah, so we're really excited to celebrate this with everybody and um, we're at the top of December, which is also kind Mm -hmm. of like, I, I really enjoy December as a time anyway it's a uh it's something yeah it's a vortex yeah i um i wrote a blog post about it we can link it in the show notes but i kind of had like this charlie moment where i realized that like the holidays are like a time vortex and Uh and it's you know i think capitalism and marketing and retail made it but like we can also use it for our own pleasure, right? Like, we can time bend during the holidays because, like, there's so many strange devices. We're all, like, confronting our past, confronting our future at the same time, listening to the same five songs in any retail shop that we go to. And then there's also, like, this crazy amount and pressure to, like, please people and spend money. Um, And I think it's just kind of impressive. uh, I've channeled it into uh, trying to see how many books I can read before the end of the year. Oh, yeah? What are you reading? Yeah. I've got two Anne Rice books um, that I'm going to read with a... That I'm going to, like, co-read with a friend. Um, And then I've got Tender as the Flesh, which you lent me. Oh, that's a good one. Um, And I just... I just bought uh, Manhunt by Gretchen Felker Martin, which is a book I've really, really been wanting to read. Um, I'm very excited. I have all this, like, downtime... uh, now that like this is my last wedding before new year's eve weekend um and i'm gonna go back up to the farm around christmas so um i've got besides candles and tarot readings my life is a lot more chill so i'm just like yeah if time is malleable i'm just gonna read a fuck ton of books yeah and put my phone in a drawer yeah that sounds like a good plan uh yeah we they're all kind of dark and gory so i guess that's the mood i'm in right now yeah, I feel like I usually have to take a breather between those kind of books. I can't read them, like, all back to back. We'll see. Yeah, you'll, you'll figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe there'll be some fun sex scenes or something like that. Oh, well, yeah, there definitely will be. There you go. Uh-oh. At least in the Anne Rice, <laughs> Anne Rice erotic, weird erotica. I've never read Anne Rice before, but... Um, it's not good, but it is fun. Oh, God. Um so we're going to launch our coaching here soon uh, for hey. 2023. Dude, I just wanted to squ- skip to 2024, Kayleen, because I what what we were talking about malleable time. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm already booking for 2024 at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I have like two, maybe three weddings on the books for January of 2024. Yeah. I talked to somebody in politics one time and I was like, oh, I feel like it's this year. And she was like, oh, that's because it's an election year. And the year before, like a major election, you always kind of like skip over it because it's like all uh-huh. of the messaging you get is for like that election year. 20, yeah. So uh, speak about time warps. Jesus Christ. The po- the political time warps, right? It's just like, we can't have World War Three until 2024. Uh, <laughs> but the midterms. <laughs> I digress. Um, so this is uh, this program's for people who do have a business, who have made their first sale. You don't have to be full-time or anything like that, but somebody who's really wanting to fucking send it. Um, yeah, we're not, we're not helping people start a business. You gotta have the business. Have the business, and then... We're going to be like your fucking CEOs, hand in hand, shoulder in shoulder. We're going to be right there with you. We're going to take it just like it's our business. We're going to be super fucking invested and experiment, play, work hard, figure it out, and make some fucking magic happen. Um, I would also say that this is for people who have been, maybe been in business for a while, but are trying to pivot and don't necessarily... Either you don't know what to, or you don't know how to, mm-hmm. or both. Mm-hmm. Um, and but that, this is also good for that. Yeah. So if you're looking to expand or pivot, this is for you. Yeah, we're gonna be having some messaging coming out um, next. What is this week? Yeah, next week. Uh, to get some more information on that, we're gonna have um, six months. This is slots. particularly good for people who need hype people. Yeah. We're we will hype you the fuck up. Six months. If you need that big gay confidence, we're there. Also, strategy, too. I love a strategy. I I love the Seven of Swords. I was thinking about that. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, it's lying and cheating. I was like, it's business, okay? <laughs> no, it is. I always think of the Seven of Swords as strategy. Um, because, personally, that's how it shows up for me. And I digress. Um, but, yeah, we're going to have a couple six-month slots open and then a few three-month slots open so yeah. we can give them the old razzle-dazzle. Uh, yeah. So, look out for that. Um, Kayleen had a really big candle launch going on currently. Yeah, I had a really big weekend in general. Um a lot of like uh wrapped did my last like planning wedding before new year's eve i've got a h- couple little holiday parties coming up but it felt like very much a bookend moment for fall wedding season which i realized for me was only two months but felt like something much much longer and bigger um my company also um did their biggest wedding ever on saturday uh something close to like a million dollar budget wedding um did not start out there. Ballooned there pretty quickly, and we were only on the planning team of it for about five months. Wow. So time really worked against us. Um, reality worked against us, but somehow it all, like, came together, and um, through a lot of, lot of hard work and, like, literally hundreds of people and thousands of man hours, we put on a really beautiful event. Um, I was able to hop on over there. I was holding down the fort with all of our other stuff while the rest of the team handled that. And so I was able to hop over for to catch the late night portion of it on Saturday night. And it was really impressive to see. Um, such It really felt like a big scale-up moment. Um, yeah. Which was exciting. Yeah, it's a big deal. And then... Um, 
crawled into bed at like 2 a.m. and uh, hit the alarm at 7.30 to get ready for my first candle market of the season, um, which was uh, really lovely. So, yeah, uh, candles are on sale until December 16th. We'll link the Uh, order form in the show notes. Yeah, we'll link the order form in the show notes. Um, It is local delivery and pickup in New Orleans. And then um, I do flat rate shipping for anyone in the continental U.S. It's $20 for a flat rate box because candles are heavy. Um, But it's great if maybe you want to split an order with someone, you can split the shipping. Um, You can both you can put in like a big order. A lot of boxes, a lot of candles fill and fit in those medium flat rate boxes. So um, you can always DM me if you need some tips and tricks or have questions about anything beautiful um Um, yeah it's a holiday and then i'm about to um you can follow my person you can we should probably have done this all in the plugs but i'll also be doing my year ahead spread starting next week for people get it destroyed Um, or good yeah I feel like no matter what, they're always right. I don't know. Yeah. Freak me out. Well, you're about to go on a pretty big journey. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow I get on a flight and I am going to Paris. Um, yeah, we're going to spend some time there, see how it goes. So when you get this episode, I will be in France. And you will, if uh, your only contact with me is this podcast, and you will have no idea how I'm doing until I come back from season six. An entirely different woman. I am pretentious and better than you. (laughs) Full of baguettes. Have you? It's called class. Look it up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so honestly, I'm kind of looking forward to like a more uh, tranquil kind of time um, just to like focus on some projects, get some work done. Um, spend the holidays alone. Maybe that's a little Grinch of me to say, but I'm like, uh, yeah, I got. It. I'm excited to just like cook and read. Yeah, yeah, that's how I'm. I'm like staying on like a fifth floor walk up. Uh, so you know, if I do go outside, it's going to be an effort. But I'm also training for a half marathon, so I feel like that's going to take up a lot of my time. Also, not really. Honestly, I wish it would take up more time. <laughs> Um, as you get further on into the training, it'll take up more and more time. I know, I know. But, like, the first, like, month and a half, it's just, like, you're you're not really going to go on a run for more than, uh, like, an hour or so. Um, but, yeah, I got to figure out a gym and get some weights. Me and Kayleen have been lifting weights, and now um, I want to keep doing it because it makes a really, it makes a really big difference, actually, in, like, life. Um more strength more it's just like really quick and I feel like in my running I can tell a big difference in that um yeah so that's what's going on with me um yeah so uh shall we yeah take us through the journey before we pull the card yeah so we kind of have a funny little segue where Kayleen uh Meta- became a went through a metamorphosis into her Scorpio moon, and it is reflected in the. Uh, it is a. It was a very physical transformation. So this is a very swords heavy um, spread. So we start out with eight of swords. Cut you like a knife. Eight of swords, and then we have ace of cups. Then we have two cards for the next Knight of Wands and Six of Wands, which I think is just really fun, especially after like an Ace of Cups. That's very like 
mm-hmm. celebratory. Then we have the hanged man, which I, I always feel like, especially because it's like an injury almost, like his ankle. Yeah. I'm always just like, oh, brother. Um, well, the, the Fyodor Pavlov deck has him like pierced with arrows. Yeah. Yeah, the hangman is like, I think, kind of violent, personally. And then we have Six of Cups and then Queen of Wands. Um, that was the one where you pulled from my deck and you were like, I don't like it. I don't like the Six of Cups. Let me pull something else. And then it's like the Queen of Wands, which is like what you always pull. This is where yeah. it gets funny. We have the Nine of Swords where we had Sakina as a guest and she was in like her empty apartment that she just moved out of. Um and then Kayleen got really ill. For three weeks, we didn't record after that Nine of Swords pull. <laughs> Fever dreams, literally. <laughs> and then the... Because I got... Uh, yeah, I was on that call with Sakina, and then yet the next day, or maybe even no, that afternoon... No, it was afternoon, that afternoon. Like, you were really struggling that through afternoon, that. that afternoon, I got on a call with a client and looked at myself in the Zoom window and was like, I'm glowing, <laughs> and then ended the call, and I was like, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> took my temperature and realized I had a 101 degree fever and crawled into bed. Yeah. And then the last... And then did not emerge for three weeks. So then we, yeah, we returned with the King of Swords, which I think is pretty on par with your hero's journey. Um, emerging mm-hmm. Scorpio Moon, King of Swords, yeah. very much so. And that's where we left off. So let's see where we have yeah. our... Season I got the muse, the muse tarot again. Just really vibing with this girly. Um, I think you are too. Uh, it's gentle. It's kind of confusing because the words are different than like the traditional. But yeah, once you get it, a read on it. It's it's really pr- it's also just like really pleasing to look at. Yeah, it's really pretty. Ooh, okay, the two of pentacles. Oh, okay. Libra. All right. Two of materials. So this is all about, is it really about Libra? Well, I think so. It's like balance. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. I wasn't sure. I was like, wait, that's an air. That's, that's an earth sign. Um, three of wands is on the bottom. Uh, yeah. So this is all about balance. Uh, this is about, for me, I take this as like a time management nudge. (laughs) Um, this is a good time to kind of like take a look at, uh, how you're letting, uh, how you're managing your time and schedule, um, and trying to see like maybe if there's a different way to do it, if there are things that you can say no to or yes to, um, to make things feel a little bit more balanced or on track. I think this is funny because I'm ju- literally like juggling. I just I like I'm I'm at the end, the tail end of juggling a bunch of shit. I feel like this is right now. My schedule is the Venn diagram of end of wedding season, beginning of holiday candle season, and I got last week. I was just like trapped in the middle. Yeah. Um, but this week uh, lightens up a lot. I think also um, the Two of Pentacles think, is like dancing too. It's kind of like a lightness to it. Um, uh-huh. I don't think it's like a it's like, super yeah, it's, serious it's more like, card. It's more of like a. Um, it's more of like a look at what I can do. Yeah, like a juggler. Um, eventually, though, you got to you can't keep everything in the air all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a fun party trick, uh, but know that it's okay if it doesn't last forever. <laughs> well, I think also um 
one thing about December, it has just historically been a very productive time for me. Um, and it's a time that I really get to focus on like my personal projects and things that excite me up, excite me and take like a step back from more client work. Um, so I also think the two of pentacles can be a invitation to be like, Oh, it's not just you. Um, like you don't have to do all this like holiday bullshit if you don't want to. You can you can work and you can have fun with it as well. Um, because I I don't know I kind of I kind of like doing a bunch of work and stuff when like everybody else is like partying mm-hmm. and whatnot. I'm just like oh yeah I'm gonna I mean, like, get ahead sometime- you know while you're drinking cocktails I'm a I'm going to get ahead. That's just like the kind of person I am, though. (laughs) I feel like, too, I feel like for me, in a way that I haven't usually been in the past, this this season, I've gotten very into finding at least one night and one night a week where I make no plans and I just work late Um, because it's a time where I can get uninterrupted work done. I don't have to worry about social obligations. I don't have to worry about people emailing me or calling me um, or wanting to have meetings with me that would then derail my workflow. Mm -hmm. So being able to just like uh, have know that I have like three or four hours on in an evening where I can just accomplish the tasks on my list has become very um, comforting. Uh, to me yeah I can just knock shit out yeah big big two of pentacles energy so yeah I think that's so, a good one to you know, leave off on for yeah, our 50th have fun, episode have fun um with your have fun juggling da, doing da, your party da, da, trick da, 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 da. but then also not like maybe you know when uh when the music stops and and the the party's over take a little bit of time to figure out maybe like how to how to get better <laughs> how i like to pull back and look th- things from a like a bird's eye view and see um how you can um finesse your schedule to be a little bit more friendly to you mm-hmm. it's a good planning card too i love fucking yeah. planning i know i feel like this i'm really excited to use um I'm already feeling, like, the New Year energy that, like, the, like, ooh, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna rearrange shit in my office, and I'm gonna, like, do a digital declutter. That, like, that, like, New Year cleaning reorg kind of feeling. Yeah, I was talking, you know, uh, people in my DMs, they're just like, I need two months to plan for the New Year. And I was like, I feel that. Like, that's a big mood right there. Like... Yeah, I feel the same way about my birthday. I need some time to like reflect, and my birthday is also in Q one, so it's just like I don't know. It's a big, big time of change. Um, I don't know. Super excited though. Um, yeah. Shall we go into the main dish? And let's. We forgot to do our um, predictions, so let's just do those in the main dish, shall we? Set yeah, the yeah. table. We are right. serving uh, the main dish. Winter predictions All right. going into 2024. Uh, well, you know what they say about Russia and war in winter. So. Never go and enter into a land war in Asia. That's <laughs> what they said in The Princess Bride. Uh, they said, what is it? Russia never loses a war in the winter. So. Okay. I don't know. There we go. That's going to get spicy. Um, I want to talk about the railroad strike. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be, be cool. terrifying. Would, but yeah, be yeah. Cool. What if? 
what if they just went on strike anyway? Like, fuck it. Well, I was stuck um, on a train for two hours um, coming down from Chicago. And I was talking to one of my friends who, like, knows a lot about the rail yards and was, like, a truck driver. And he... Because they, they told everybody, they're like, oh, they averted the strike. But they still didn't give them sick time. So he was saying people right. were still on strike. Um, so yeah. never... what they All they're asking for is, like, seven days of sick leave a year. Yeah. Which is like, come on, guys. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, it's, it's just... It's such a simple ask. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I knew, I like, I know, I know at least one person who's like husband has worked for the railway system in texas for i remember the way she would talk about his schedule just like seemed impossible to me mm-hmm. they're always on call mm-hmm. like always yeah you have like an hour and a half to report to work if you're on call even on holidays like very rare that you get to actually have a vacation it's pretty absurd yeah, I think, you know, most people are in support of it, too. It's just, like, good riddance. Like, like if you shut down, there goes all commerce, you know? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. For these, like, I feel like especially with all of the shutdowns of, like, the essential workers that had to work, meanwhile, all these tech people getting, like, really nice salaries for doing... Well, quick, that's coming home know? to roost, too. Mm-hmm. They're all getting laid off now. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, recession, I, I don't really think so. Um, no, no, I, people keep spending money. No. And I think also they were trying to, yeah, I think the, the interest rates are in battle with the unemployment rates, but it's like unemployment, like it's. It's going to be a job market until we make radical shifts in how we consume and exist. Like, we have lost way too many people in the job market for it to suddenly, like, for people not to be um, desperate for their jobs. They're trying to make it, you know, like, oh, no, look at these high interest rates. But it's just like... I don't think anybody cares because, I mean, uh, I think the job market's hot. I think it's going to continue to be hot. Um, Yeah. So I I say no recession. Um, If anything, probably more sickness, more. I think we'll probably find out more about, like, long COVID and stuff like that um, and, like, other illnesses. I don't think, like, anything, like, Um, pandemic level, but... Maybe Henry Kissinger will finally die. Kayleen, stop saying it. It's not going to happen if you keep predicting it. She killed the queen last time, so maybe you're getting close. Hey. Yeah, what other what other high-level person will die instead of Henry Kissinger? You know what? I've... Because I predicted it. I've seen something. The astrologers seem to think that Mr. Biden is going to die in office. Ooh, spicy! Yeah. Okay. I just watched the Mad Men episode with the JFK assassination, which might be one of my favorites. Yeah, which, I mean, it'd be interesting for, like, Miss Kamala Harris in charge. Oh, my God. Will we finally realize what med- what medication she's on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she seems oh, to be having a great time. Or what time, planet so. she's from? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly, if I was in political office, you know I would act like that. Like, Yeah, I mean, but the, you're not a politician. There's a reason you're not a politician. <laughs> this is just an episode of Veep. No wheels on the bus. Go <laughs> Wild. What do you think about, um, this is more current eventy, but do you have any thoughts on the AI art di- uh, discourse that's happening right now? I'm already sick of it. Um, didn't they steal it or something? Everybody's saying that they're stealing it, but I really don't re- see the difference. It's not stealing. It like in my opinion, I'm going to piss off a lot of artists. Um copying someone's style is not stealing. That's all art is. Yeah. Like you can't trade copyright a style. Yeah, um I feel like anything that like people start posting a lot of on Oh yeah, a social I'm, media. I am sus as fuck about yeah. the facial recognition shit. Yeah. I'm not giving it any of my pictures of my face. Yeah, that creeps me out. But I also am just like the whole discourse around it is so fucking annoying and like frankly like luddite shit. Where I'm just like, you guys sound like people did when digital photography came on the map or. Uh, when photography came on the map, like everybody thinks that the new technological advancement is going to kill the art form and the people who make it. And that's just not the case. Yeah. It's just like, Um, I mean, it shows a fundamental understanding of, of art as an art form by the people who actually create it, which is kind of disturbing to me. Yeah. I, um, you know, people steal your shit. Even if it was stolen, like, it just doesn't matter. Um, Yeah. Which sucks, unless if you're planning on having, like, a lawsuit. Um, I've been, like, getting tagged in. I had, like, a TikTok go pretty viral. And people are stealing my words and using it as their own, and they're going viral, like, immediately. Um, It's happened to a few people so far. I'm getting, like, people are tagging me in comments. They'll, like, post it, and they'll get a few hundred thousand views in a day. Um, Because it's, like, impactful, and it's just, like, you know, you shrug your shoulders, and you say, okay. Like, the only thing... I don't know if this applies to the AI, but for me, how I'm dealing with this process, it's just like, well, I'm a fucking fountain of ideas. Sorry, you can't come up with a fucking original thought in your head. That's not, that's not going to serve you. Um, and Strong that's not projector energy. And it's not, um, it's not going to create longevity in your right. career. If um, you just, if your, if your entire content is, is magpieing other people's content. Yeah. Um, and then it's also like these like social platforms, how much how much breath do, do they really have in them? You know, yeah. like I, I'm not going to get mad think, at this point. It's I not think worth AR, it. AI art beyond like the like trend right now with everybody getting their faces is like whatever. And I do think it's just a conspiracy theory to collect people's facial recognition. Um, and that creeps me out. But. Um, a lot of the other stuff that's been going on, I don't know. I feel like some of my, like before the discourse exploded, like some of my artist friends were using AI art generators to help to like make shit, to like make shit for their art. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think it actually is kind of cool in that it's making art more accessible. You can, for people who, like, have a vision and have trouble translating that vision to paper, or maybe, like, someone who's, like, 
fucking paralyzed and can't create physical art. You can use your words to create a picture. That's mm-hmm. fucking cool. Yeah. I don't and know. Then I, think, it also I comes- think it's exciting. And I think I think people, if you're really if you're really being pragmatic about it, you gotta figure out how to get ahead of the trend rather than complaining that the trend is happening. Yeah, and it's um a quite frankly a fact of being an artist or like a creative entrepreneur art has always been this way it's never about your art it's about your marketing and your branding and your positioning um you know if you can describe your art in this way and charm people's pants off charm quite if we're in fine art it's rich people can you convince rich people that your shit is worth shit there you go like that's it's in the hustle like do like art you can do whatever you want that makes you feel happy and makes you feel alive and if you can just convince people to pay the price tag of it that's what it is it's a and and now with the internet we have these strong brands that we create and we're just constantly storytelling and getting people to invest in us as a person and then buy whatever we're selling. That's, that's always been the game. I don't think that there, (laughs) I don't want to say that there's not integrity in it. Um, but I actually had this conversation with my dad about like integrity in business. And there's a lot of ways to, to really be, um, a, a skeezy business owner, but there's a lot of ways that it's just kind of like, especially in the art world where it's just like, yeah, I mean, fine art in my opinion is just money laundering. Um, at this point, yeah, Yeah, that's what the art industry is. Um, just like movie, just like the film industry. It's all about money laundering for, uh, I mean, if you could argue and say that the film industry is the biggest fine art ever. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah, billion dollar point, budgets? Are, are you fucking kidding me? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, what's hiding in those line items? Uh huh. So those um, are those are yeah, our anyway. predictions. <laughs> um, oh, what do we think is going to happen with Twitter? I think that's that's an important one. I feel like it's just a long, slow death. Yeah, I think it'll hang on I for the winter. I keep wanting to wake up and it be gone, but I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think so. I think it'll... Yeah, what's go- I think Elon Musk is just like a cockroach. A cockroach? No, he's just... He's a cockroach. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just sad and depressing. Slow death. Yeah. I think I think people who I think the people who make it enjoyable will eventually abandon it, and then it, I don't think it'll go away. I think it'll just be a, a MySpace. It'll be much things. like Facebook. It'll be like MySpace or Facebook, where people just that's just not where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. Part of me sometimes people send me things from Facebook, and I'm like, it's a shame I'm not on there because people really do be acting out of pocket. Um, oh yeah, there's some there's some great boomer drama. I'm Boomers like, really wild out. I'm just like this is this is very interesting at the very least. Yeah. All right, so <clears throat> now finally, time for our main dish. Great. So, apocalypse magic part two. All right, Kayleen, do you want to do you want to fill them re- in on apocalypse magic? Yeah. TM TM yeah, TM. Yeah. Okay. 
Apocalypse magic is a concept that we introduced, I think, in our first season, maybe our second. Um, and it is the I, the concept that we have uh, that we have coined about how our abilities are getting stronger as the world continues to fall apart. And and just to clarify, like our um, psychic, intuitive, metaphysical manifesting. Mm-hmm. Those uh, those skills and abilities are um, becoming more potent as everything kind of starts to get shakier and the veil gets thinner. So um, I want to say <clears throat> one of, I think, one of like the principal reasons is is time is getting more strange and uh, a, a big part of apocalypse magic is we all experience like this crazy time warp of lockdowns as a fucking mm-hmm. globe during 2020 and 2021 and it really fucked with the space-time continuum and we kind of people's consciousness levels were like cracking open and society started calling it things like the great resignation um but really it was just people were like no 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 like i understand the um fragility of life and i'm not gonna do anything like i don't want to do anymore not like it's not worth being miserable if i could literally just get sick and like The bloom is off the rose, as it were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So part two, I feel like, you know, we're almost coming on. Is it the two year anniversary or the three year anniversary of COVID? Three. 2023. Yeah. It was 2020. Yeah. So we're really kind of seeing the effects. 2019, really. Of how things are happening. And we're seeing a lot of like worker rights. Um people finessing these like different careers i think like the railroad strike is a really big one i think if you would have said something like five years ago do you think the railroads are gonna go on strike they'd be like no they can't like they just they just couldn't that's like the kind of like rhetoric where we were in a place where it was like never like oh that can't happen like student loans getting forgiven oh that'll never happen um everybody getting six hundred dollars if they need unemployment, that'll never happen. Uh, railroads going on strike, that'll never happen. Um, all of these nevers are happening. And the economical shifts of the country and the world are intrinsically tied to our consciousness and what is possible. And I think we're at a really exciting time where you can figure out anything that you want uh, pretty much on the internet and you can make things happen and I think it's a goal of this podcast to help you realize that the power that you have and the agency that you have to make a life that you want because we are in the end stages of capitalism and we don't know how much longer we're going to be here so have some fucking fun um, because everybody's gears got cranked up to whatever level and how much further can it go this is such an amazing time for curiosity and exploration if you can get over the bad shit and i know that sounds really curt just to like get over it and you're never gonna get over it right it's always a journey 
but we have an opportunity to finesse. I don't think it's and getting alchemize. over it. I think it's holding it, mm-hmm. holding both things at once. Yeah, the two of pentacles, perhaps. The two of pentacles. Like, how can you, how can you hold space for the fact that we are, we have expect, we have experienced like massive collective and personal traumas, um, over the last three years and beyond. But how can you also like harness the potential of this time and this? Uncertainty, mm-hmm. because uncertainty is where like magic happens, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the space in between, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure what our listener demographic is, but I'm assuming that we're all probably like millennials or Gen Z, and we are like the working era. Um, the balls in our court, even though like it might seem like oh, all the cards are stacked up against us. Like, the the ball's in our court um, collectively because the boomers, I, this is controversial. I feel bad for them because they had no, they were not prepared to experience all of this the way that we were, you know? Um, like, yeah. we saw two girls, one cup as children. Like, we're fine. <laughs> but, like... They didn't have the fucking internet, you know, like they still had like segregated schools when they were kids, like the amount of. And then a bunch of fucking dads with World War Two PTSD and no recourse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like they like they've been through a lot and they they don't have they weren't raised with or expected to hone the adaptability and. I I hate this word, but it's fucking true. The resilience that we do have and the confidence of like having a adaptable, nimble spirit. So, I mean, it's on us. And I think that's exciting with, you know, great power comes great responsibility. And I think we're in a very, I don't want to say like a time of renaissance, but I think that's going to be a renaissance of sorts. I think we're already in a renaissance of sorts. Um, even like the AI art thing. Like what a ridiculous conversation to even have. That wouldn't have yeah. been. I feel like if you, are, if you are an artist and you feel threatened by AI art, you probably don't have enough confidence in yourself as an artist. The fact of the matter is that someone that's going to pay $8 to an AI art generator for some portraits was never going to buy your art. And it's not like you were going to do that for $8. That's insulting. Let that market exist. I would also say that the people that would buy, you know, the $80,000 art painting probably wouldn't see the AI generated stuff. Yeah. Or if they do, they're like, oh, well. Mm, that's that's fun yeah isn't that fun yeah it's i have my oh all the all the all the all the uh all the peons are create are getting their own portraits look at mine on the wall you know like whatever like go you know what if you fucking think that ai is uh threatening your market you gotta think bigger for yourself like like it is i am so tired of the discourse and it's been like a week (laughs) i haven't really seen it but i've been kind of yeah 
I don't I don't know if I uh Yeah. I just like it's I feel like this is the same thing that happened when like um digital uh like iPads like people you know began to create art on iPads and digital art and it's just so tired. Get like, your brand. Isn't it exhausting? Get your brand in isn't line. it exhausting to to resist every development in your fucking work like industry? Aren't you tired? Well, I think that's where it's really fun to be like, uh, like the two of pentacles because it's just like, oh yeah, what else do I got? You know what I mean? Like, and it's, and it's such an important thing, um, to have multiple streams of income, which I feel like you hear that and it's like, what the fuck does that even mean? But it's just like, you gotta have, be a jack, not jack of all trades. Don't exhaust yourself. Um, but I feel like this would be a great time to learn how AI art generators work. There's going to be a hole in that market. Like, come on. Yeah. And Think I mean, bigger. it's the same kind of thing. Like the people who are going to hire a $5 freelancer off of Fiverr are, are not the people that you would want to work with. You know, if you're like a virtual assistant or something, if you offer like a $35 an hour like package, you don't need to worry about the $5 freelancer usually because you always have to like have what sets you apart. That's what your brand is so important. You know, Um, I feel like even like this podcast, Kayleen, I really like we're a business podcast that talks about fucking end stage capitalism. Like those are Mm -hmm. two things that do not go and together. Time and and like quantum leaping. Yeah. No one does. Like. Yeah. You know, like it's like the business bros wish. Yeah. And guess who ended up on the top 100 business podcasts? You know, and it, it, it's because guess who's very popular in Poland. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to our brothers and sisters in Poland. But it's just stuff like that where finding an elephant in the room and just be like, okay, maybe this doesn't make sense. And this is something that I've been thinking a lot about um, that I think is a huge deal, especially in creating now and in this, in this time frame, because now we're, it's very instant and that's exciting. Things can be very instant, but what about the lore and the glory of like just creating something to create it and then it doesn't even get popular until you're fucking dead like that's so iconic van gogh is shaking (laughs) (laughs) you know um because it's just i don't it's just i think most people think of that as tragic yeah but yeah your uh, heirlooms sure won't yeah. Kayleen, if I, um, I, I, don't know. If I die <laughs> and then my art blows up, may you be a very rich woman. <laughs> yes, I will. I will. I will look over your estate. Good for her. That'd be great. That'd be Good great. for her. <laughs> um, you heard it yeah, here first, no. folks. You heard it here. If Anna doesn't actually create a will in writing, does an audio medium count? Yeah, it does. That's it. Kayleen can have my estate Cool Um, Yeah but I think We're really out of time where we can create Something That hasn't been created before 
And I think it's really important to have like tap into the intuition that you have and create from that space and don't be afraid oh it doesn't make sense or um really just step into things as a futurist um i fuck i that word just makes me really excited i know a lot of times it's like elon musk you know as like a futurist but no like if you can think of yourself as a futurist like what would you allow yourself to create because it's collapsing right now um and it's scary and it's heartbreaking and traumatic and awful but at that same time with that fucking two of pentacles it's a renaissance it's recreation it's rebirth it's becoming a different version of yourself that is suited everybody's having to create a different version of themselves because who we were five years ago, it's not applicable. And that's fucking insane. Um, Do you have any intentions on how you want to guide your apocalypse magic powers in the coming year? um, Or is it something that you, that is it something that you try to be intentional about or do you just let it happen? Yeah. So, I mean, going to France is really going to kind of rewire And I want to take a couple steps back and talk about how I got there. Um, Mainly, it's from this, like, meditation um, I did about two and a half years ago. We have, we can link it in the show notes um, where we talk about our future self meditations. Um, But I saw myself at eight years from when I did the meditation, and I was very bougie. I had a brown leather briefcase and a blue trench coat, and I was in Paris by the metro. Not the metro. It was like a main train station. And essentially, I want to be her. I want to focus on my writing. Um, I want to do more. I want to work on my documentary. I want to lead more impactfully, like with the coaching that we're going to be doing and then having different containers to get shit done, to like have some support Mm -hmm. and some accountability and some excitement for having this renaissance together um i'm really excited about the new year and i don't think Mm -hmm. i have been for a really long time um i don't i think the last new year everybody was excited for was like 2020 it was like clear vision everybody and then nope and then we just got a little bit scared um but i think there is a lot of power in creating with everybody else and like kind of using that momentum and that's uh, that's really exciting. I want to learn my voice. Um, my astrologer says that love is on the way. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Um, but all in all, I'm feeling like very delusionally optimistic about it all. Great. What about, love to hear yeah, it. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think I, I like to create, I like to leave space for how uh, the universe shows up for me. Um, um, I think I will have a more clear idea once I do my year ahead spread for myself, which won't be till New Year's Eve. Um, but I also uh, feel like um, I know that I want, there are two main things that I want to, that I feel intuitively called for, called to do in the new year, um, one of which I talked about last week, which is my journaling. And the other, I don't know if we've talked about it. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but um, it's uh, getting into herbalism. 
That's another future self-one. It's not something I am, like, naturally drawn to. I I kill plants. I have never been able to keep a garden alive. I love to cook. Um, I don't know if that counts. But it's something that keeps getting communicated over and over. Um is that I need to be uh, exploring that. And so I'm in the process of researching like introductory courses um, to start training as an herbalist. Yeah, so. I'm really excited. Well, that's another future self one too. Yeah. So yeah. we can link that episode and hear basically how our New Year's resolutions are tied to a meditation. <laughs> yeah, I might work. I might work that into my New Year's Eve tradition as well. Is do the year ahead spread and a future meditation. Yeah, yeah. You could so. like visit yourself at the end. Yeah, you should um, tell tell the people about yours before it goes away. Yeah, so you should do um, a plug. So when this podcast comes out. It'll be the last day it's open. So basically, I have a future self meditation that I made a couple years ago, and I never really promoted it. Um, but some people, like, yeah, we we made like a whole thing on your website, and then and then it, it just existed there. Yeah, some people got it, um, and the people that have done it uh, had insane. Like everybody has just bald like a baby. Um, which can be really intense, um, and it's designed specifically to, like, if you don't do a lot of meditation, like, there's some callbacks to things that you know, and you can use your imagination and visualize to kind of, like, guide you through. Um, so, basically, after people were, like, having this reaction of, like, oh, I'm, like, bowling like a baby, I was like, okay, um, I'm going to sell it for a few more days but then next year I need to incorporate this meditation into something with more support because I had a kundalini awakening almost a year ago through an online breathwork course and I needed fucking help after that um so I think that there's a lot of magic um kundalini awakening no aftercare yeah Bad combination yeah um there's there's you know you can get somebody to a point of like having this intense emotional reaction but if there's nothing in there to like supplement and help and handhold frankly um i think that's the most important part so yeah i feel it feels irresponsible yeah so to just unleash something on someone and then give them no guidance so there is a guide with like some like aftercare and some like before care um so go ahead and the link will still be active it'll be in the show notes um we're gonna keep it active for podcast listeners um this you know wednesday um and then when i get to france i'm deactivating it and we're gonna make it more of a supportive experience because great yes it's been good people have been buying it people are excited um i think it's really great but that's bro what we got on. I read a bro book bro every week so you don't have to. What you got for us? Okay, I wanted to end on one that I really liked. And the people who get it will get it. And the people who don't will be like, what the fuck? But Just Kids by Patti Smith. I think that okay. this is the one of the most inspirational the books Patty Smith. I've ever read in my life. Have you read it, Kayleen? I have not. It's incredible. She basically, like, goes... It's her journey 
of and it's it's in a lot of autobiographies are just kind of like oh brother um they skip a bunch they skip over all of the messy parts but it's like we journey with her being fucking homeless in new york city and scrapping by and then creating this abundant luxurious interesting innovative revolutionary art career yeah and the people that she surrounds herself with it's it's really a journey of her and robert maplethorpe um which is beautiful and heartbreaking she's a musician right mm-hmm. patty smith the musician i fucking love some I, horses is one of my favorite weird musical experiences yeah and that's the bulk of it it's really decadent it's really fun it's really like damn she went through it and if and 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 it's one of those situations where it's like if she can do it i can do it um if she can make it in i think it's like the 70s like the warhol era in new york city like where it's just utter chaos um and probably really fucking scary um because people are like, oh, it was different back then. Yo, I think it was worse. They didn't even have the internet, you know? Like, yeah, what kind, <laughs> so yeah, what kind of art forms were they being accused of ruining? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's like, it's just like a really amazing book. And it, a lot of it takes place in winter. Um, and it's just like these cold New York winters of being poor and like becoming an artist. And then I think she has a really elegant career. She... I think now lives in like one of the Carolinas and flies planes for fun. Um, All right. Yeah. So get it, girl. I I really loved it. So that is season five, episode fifties, bro book review. That's a wrap, baby. Yeah. We did it. We made it through fifty fucking episodes. Thank you to our two listeners, <laughs> both of whom are in Poland. Yeah, uh, Nostrovi. All right. Thanks, babe. All right, Kayleen, let's hear your plugs. I plugged all my plugs. Candles at Candles Unincorporated. Tarot readings at Swamp Witch. I'm going to go take a nap. All right. <laughs> Find the podcast at, at entrepreneurs.podcast on Instagram or entrepreneurs.com. Um, I've been more active uh, on Instagram with all of like my offers and stuff like that there because I'm kind of annoyed with TikTok right now because what's the point of going viral if everybody wants to steal after you? Like, hey. I'm not going to let it stop me, but it is going to dissuade me a little bit from the platform because it, they can just steal and be like, oh, it's a trend. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe I just, uh, well, you don't deserve me right now, TikTok. Um, and honestly... I'm not sure if it converts that well into much of much. No, it is. I don't think it's a sales tool. Yeah. It's a what? I don't think it's a sales tool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the dot right. fake guru. Uh, thank you everybody for coming into our 50th episode and have a gay day.